In the holy name of Jesus. If a husband responds with, well, aren't I supposed to do that? When his wife says thank you for the flowers he gave to her on her anniversary, he'll probably still sleep on the couch. Or if a woman says yes to will you marry me because she knows she's going to get a big diamond ring, she'll probably spend her marriage lonely. What is missing in each of these scenarios is a loving relationship. Unfortunately, many of us see prayer like this, where God gives because he's supposed to, and we get without having any relationship with him. Now, when the disciples ask Jesus today how to pray, we might presume they are simply asking for words to say. But Jesus goes further than just simply words. Now, no doubt, words are very important, and that's why Jesus gives them words to say. But in addition, Jesus also shows that primary to prayer is a growing relationship between God and them. Through the parable at the very end of the Gospel reading, we find out that the Holy Spirit is the greatest gift And it is given in prayer to foster the relationship between the one being asked and the one asking. Now, throughout the Gospel of Luke, he shows Jesus at prayer more than any other Gospel. You could argue that Jesus actually begins praying at his conception. But for sure, Jesus begins his prayer life at his baptism and continues all the way through his ascension. Now, when prayer is mentioned throughout the gospel, it is either explicitly or implicitly connected with the Holy Spirit. The three most important places are, in fact, Jesus' baptism. While he was praying, the Holy Spirit came down. At the transfiguration, where the light of the Spirit was shown through in his relationship with the Father. And the crucifixion, where he commends the Spirit back to the Father. In each of these places, the Holy Spirit is present so that the Son and the Father's relationship is first revealed, then guided, and then strengthened. Now, to help us understand that prayer in terms of relationship rather than simply getting things, we need to think of parents and children. Children ask their parents for all sorts of things. And the loving parent grants only some of these requests. Some requests are refused because they are impractical. Like a child who asks for a horse when she only lives in a one-bedroom apartment. Or dangerous, like a three-year-old boy who asks his dad for a knife set or, in fact, maybe premature, like my children who ask for a car, even though my oldest is nine. Or some requests are just simply impossible. No matter how many times a son asks for a spaceship, his mom and dad will never give him one. Sometimes parents give their children those plastic toys, even though they they know that that plastic toy is going to break the next day. 
And sometimes, just because, parents give a little extra dose of dessert, even though an extra helping of Brussels sprouts would be better for them. Loving relationship. Now, Jesus does give the impression in the Gospel reading from verses 9 and 10 that whatever we ask for, we'll get. But when Jesus says that, we need to think of of it more in the terms of a parent who says to the child, I would do anything for you. Now, a child could respond and say, really? Okay, I want a pink pony. But the child misses the point. The hyperbole shows the parent's love that seeks the good of the child above, above his own. A love that will not grant every request because it's not best. This hyperbole expresses the intimate, loving relationship rather than expressing the means to get something. Now this all comes to a head, of course, when we ask for good things from God and they are not received. When we ask God to save my mom, when we ask God to let those people get, not get shot by police, when we ask God to keep those people from shooting others in McDonald's, or we ask God to raise better political leaders. When we pray for mom's health, justice, safety, and leaders' wisdom, we might receive a negative answer. But Jesus tells us in the gospel today that at the same time, when we pray in Jesus' name, we still receive the Holy Spirit. Regardless of what we pray for, Jesus grants us his spirit because it's precisely in the turbulent times when we need the Holy Spirit the most. And this is precisely what happened to Jesus when he asked his father to remove the cup of death from him. When he prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus' answer, or Jesus's answer to that prayer was no. However, in spite of receiving the no answer, he received the Holy Spirit. In fact, on the night when he was told no was when the Holy Spirit was the strongest. Because of the Holy Spirit's work, prayer ends up Permeating Jesus' crucifixion. From when he says to the Father, forgive them for they know not what they do, to when he prays to the Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. Unlike Matthew and Mark, when it appears the Father is the farthest, in the Gospel of Luke, the Father is the closest when Jesus dies. In that moment, When it seems that Jesus didn't get anything, he received everything. Because it is in that moment, the fullness of the Trinity's relationship is revealed to us. The Son is giving to the Father that which the Father gave to him. The Spirit in perfect unity, in perfect closeness. Now you might think that when you pray for something good and only receive the Holy Spirit... It's like the child who's told, hey, you're going to receive something special. And then they discover it's only an extra helping of Brussels sprouts. But we must remember what is needed to make it through this life, to endure this life. What we need in this life is the very life of God. 
that will open up our reality to his will. As we pray the Lord's Prayer, we are certain that the Holy Spirit is given. The same Spirit given to us in holy baptism, the Spirit that's strengthened and nurtured through his holy word, and the Spirit that lives in the Holy Eucharist. Through these means, the Holy Spirit then draws us into the very life of Christ. And living that life, the life of Christ by the Holy Spirit, we too will commend our lives into the Father's hands in perfect unity to manifest God's love in the world that so desperately needs it. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.